So there I am. I've looked at 40 of my 60 cards, right? I've got 30-something cards in the graveyard. Not a single Phoenix to be found yet. I don't know what's going on. That's not a bad story, but I mean, like, if your opponent didn't rip runner runner off the top, how can you really be salty? I'm just saying, if you want to tell a good bad beat story, your opponent has to rip off the top. Just has to. Alright, good point. Now, like, now if you were down to one life, but your opponent's also down to one life, and then they ripped exactly gain three life and then lose three life off of the top, now that would be a bad beat story. Uh, Mm. You know, your story's just kind of like, meh, mid-tier Reddit trash. the crew three podcast everyone's ruckman with me as always are my co-hosts chris and ricky jones say hello hey, hey. i kind of got stifled there i was like didn't know if i was gonna burp or say hello so i just sort of aborted the whole interaction <laughs> the whole the whole ricky left the call and came back in Stifle's yeah. not legal in pioneer ricky right 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 i was just like Mm-mm, we don't trust this so you know all right well it's it's bad beat squad for a rough week at rcq's but plenty of fun boy times to be around. and uh, Boy times. Boy times, that's right. Oh, no, man. Unfortunately, no tiny toilets this time. But uh, I'm going to see if I can convince Ricky oh, to, uh, for, for the last ride. I haven't told you guys yet. I have, I have a better story about a venue than the tiny toilet. What? Yeah. All right, get At this. At Nirvana? Yeah, get this. We walk in. It's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Event doesn't start till 3. And the opening credits for John Wick are on this TV in the corner. Uh, as the course of the event goes, we're in John Wick 3, and we're thinking, man, we're about to see the premiere of John Wick 4 during the top eight. <laughs> but what there comes on is. after John Wick 3? Morbius. Oh. <gasps> but how could it get worse after Morbius ends? Venom. Followed by Venom, there will be Carnage. And I was like, all right, Eric, you got to win this quick because I, I can't afford to see what comes on after Ven- venom 2 like there's it's just, just more it's morbius again yeah right? like morbius 2 or like uh, or, or the owner like got like the the elite cut of batgirl right or like minions the rise of Gru. like yeah. i'm just like we're running out of bad movies here the fan I'm, cut I'm, of uh, morbius right look i enjoyed my 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 saturday with chris but i feel like i was talked out of going to like a way wilder event. It was definitely wilder. I lost to a lot stupider things. Um, and I got to watch, um, you know, a lot of other very strange, very interesting decks get played around me. Yeah. Uh, it was very fun. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I kind of was just like losing with style. Cause like everybody was like, Oh my God, I recognize that voice. You're Ricky from crew three podcasts. And I'm like, I am. You caught wow. me. I was trying to keep why, a low profile. Why are you at the bottom tables? You know, I, I'm trying to help everybody else, you know? The Kim Kardashian of podcasting over here, Ricky. Right. You know, I mean, come on. Ricky's I'm here asked for that, the internet. Like, like uh, Ruckman puts in the work, right? Chris is the actual talent. And uh, I'm just here because I have that un... Uh, What's it called? The unreplicable star quality. Mmm, yeah, fair. Something like that. You didn't get to get food poisoning from the Olive Garden, though, and Ruckman and I did, so... We didn't get to, uh, 
uh, to eat afterwards because when we ended, it was actual factual midnight. And I'm like, if we drive straight home and hit our drive through or the Bucky's like for food, we can make the it boosies. home by three thirty. We left our event at one o'clock. We went to Chili's at like one fifteen, and then we Chili's left Chili's. And Olive Garden. We left Chili's at like three thirty because of a cacophony of errors. Like we got uh, stuck in a time vortex at yeah, Chili's. Yeah, we we were in Dominaria when it exploded. And uh, we just got trapped there. We were worried we were never going to leave. It was a little bit like the Hotel California, except it was the Chili's and a part of Rundown Austin. And oh, uh, yeah, so. we were wa- we were too busy watching. Was it Nebraska versus Midwestern? Oh man, yeah. And there was also the Little League World Series. And then we found out that whole time that it was taking place in Dublin, Ireland. And we were really like, we're caught in the time loop, right? We were like, 100%, something's wrong here. We start freaking out, looking for other people. Nobody else is there because it's Chili's. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Luckily, the Little League World Series is Damn. going on. Luckily, the Little League World Series. Shout out to Hawaii. Any of you Hawaiians out there, uh, Little Hawaii League World Tennessee. Series champions. Shout out to my boy, Big Hand Joe, JoJo the Natural. Yeah. Most of those kids, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm calling for a PED investigation, you know? Too many kids with mullets. Too many kids with mullets. Too many kids whose favorite player uh, wasn't Mike Trout. You know, I'm like, you don't even, you're not even old enough to know who Ken Griffey Jr. is. You know, at least allegedly. So something, something was going on. Yeah, Mike Trout over here. Uh, all right. So this week's episode, we're gonna wrap up Dominaria spoilers. We hope. And uh, you know, hey, Dominaria drops for Pioneer next week. So I figured instead of going over the challenge and all those kinds of good top eights which will still be linked below in the description. Uh, we are instead going to kind of give our closing thoughts on um, this sort of season of meta and uh, sort of, yeah, give some ideas on that. So, uh, gentlemen, anything anything at all before we get started? No, I think we covered, uh, you know, we covered Morbius. We covered uh, Time Loop Chilies, you know? Mm-hmm. We still need to have the, number one, we still need to do cats for Extra Life this year. Uh, and number two, we also still owe everyone the Morbius watch along in Discord at some point. Oh yeah, let's do it. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My Maybe favorite part is where he like says it's Morbin time. Yeah, and then he morbs all over those guys. I just want to know how he got those bats into the hospital in the first place if they're so like illegal and secret. And when I was looking over at the movie every now and then, I was like, "Are we just watching Doctor Who?" Because like literally, just Matt Smith in his Doctor Who uniform is just wandering around half that movie. I feel so bad for Matt Smith because, like, he's done some good work. Like, he's been great on The Crown. He does – he's – Matt Smith is good TV. But also, you know, he's pretty good in uh, Last Night in Soho. But, like, he did Terminator. It was awful. He got cut out of the rework of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And then uh, he got tricked into doing Morbius after Karen Gillan was like, you know, if you could do one of these superhero movies, you should do one. They're great. <laughs> and then the wrong one. And then the wrong one happened. Uh, anyway, let's uh, yeah, let's real quickly kind of go over this season of Pioneer Meta. Of course, this season started off with quite a shakeup because we did see the banning of Winota, mm-hmm. which really really threw a wrench in the things. Uh, so let's kind of start post Winota ban where we're at now. Obviously, we've got like a million different breeds of inbred mono green devotion. Uh, we've got Abzan Grease Fangs kind of one out among all the Grease Fang builds. Azorius Control, Rakdos Midrange, Rakdos Sack, and uh, a bevy of Spirits and Humans decks. Kind of, what do you what do you all think about how the, the metagame has kind of evolved and where do you think we're at right now? 
I think that uh, we went from like this rock, paper, scissors format to like how many people are really going to put mono green together at your event and should you even play around it all the way back around to like, uh, I think that this is like the worst. Like, there were times where I was like, I'm pretty sure mono green is the best deck like by far like mono blue wasn't even good anymore against mono green like that was what it did is it beat mono green so like mm-hmm. i think the the meta has been on a on a on a wild ride honestly the meta has definitely turned into like are you good against mono green do you want half plus your sideboard to be help you against mono green or yeah do you just accept that like no one has the money to build mono green <laughs> right and it's rcqs right i know the people that are doing the, the online events right mono green's a bigger a bigger threat but like especially after like the teferi innovation happened i like i was like oh mono green is beatable and then teferi lets you go off with six devotion and i'm just like all right let's uh let's rethink some of this yeah and and i do think that like i think mono green actually is a worse time online because number one no one wants to actually deal with going through the combo online and number two people can better have better access to cards and things like that. So I do want to like stress like, hey, for as like horribly as mono green variants are doing online right now, I've heard so many events are just like, yep, the one mono green player showed up and ran through our RCQ. Right. But which I, I isn't to... Say, which isn't to say the deck like is infallible, right? Because obviously I had a rough time, a rough go with it this weekend. Uh, I lost in top four the previous weekend. So the deck isn't infallible, but like, Man, it feels like my losses are just to my opponent just having slightly better luck than me, not just like I got outplayed. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a good place to be. Like, I-, I watched somebody kill their own flipped thing in the ice and then still top eight an event. And I was like, all right, like, you know, take take note of that. I don't think I made any, like, gross misplays like that, but I definitely think there was probably some times where I took the wrong general line, so maybe my plays weren't quite so obvious. But it definitely came down to, like, were you playing enough events with what I made the mistake of playing the same deck over and over again. Um, I should have stayed. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I probably wasn't going to have the luck to top eight with my kind of luck decks either. But, like, I should have just played, like, Creativity from the get-go or something like that. And eventually you'd have enough luck to get there. I think, you know, Ruckman top eighted, like, three out of, like, four or four out of five. And Ricky top eighted, like, I'm, half of his or something like that. So I only top eighted twice. Yeah, I, I was, just made I it to finals too. the first time I, I played. And then after yeah. that, I... I just kind of uh, proceedingly did worse and worse. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I was a little... I got shaky about my deck. I got tilted after an event, and I switched decks when I shouldn't have. So, uh, And also, I'd like to mention that match where you watch somebody kill their own flipped thing in the ice and still win. Mm-hmm. Um, their opponent missed three of their own Ledger Shredder connives and forgot to draw a card off their own Opt. True. <laughs> what? Yeah. We did, we did watch that. They were I think my point there is more that person event, like so. still top eight at the event, you know? Right. I mean, they beat me. So like, they were just like they were main decking uh, lava coil and just like got me. And I was like, all right, <laughs> nice. Sometimes you have the lava coil, I guess. So yeah, but I I think all in all, like the format feels great, and I think that this uh, I think it's going to feel good going on because honestly. The next PDQ season is like literally right around the corner, and uh, we, it can, can also we have start dates yet. I know it's standard. Oh no, they can be Pioneer. 
or standard. Well, I think standard is the well, Pro Tour, Ricky. Right. The standard is the Pro Tour form. The RC oh, yeah. or whatever but they are. The actual They can RC. still host them in Pioneer. Right. Yeah. I don't think anyone can host do. standard ones is the thing. No. Man, I did actually see a sick modern deck this weekend. No, Ricky, don't. Uh, as sick as it is, uh, it did play four Ragavans and four Solitudes, which are 80 and $65 each, respectively. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to stick away from that. Yeah. I was like, wow, this deck is so cool, but also because it's red-white, you just play four Solitude and four Ragavan. Yeah. What a fun format. What a great deck building. So for the price of a place at a Ragavans, I could just build a Pioneer deck. Yep. Exactly. You could build, like, probably one of the best Pioneer decks. Weirdly enough, yeah. I think if you were just, like, on one of the random creature decks at the beginning of the format, at some point you could have spiked an event, like... I honestly wish I'd have just built like yeah. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I really wish I would have just built like Coco Countered or something like that, which now I'm I'm building um, because I think that like randomly is good. Just like presenting threats and seeing if your opponent can answer them was just like it seemed pretty good. Like uh, there's a lot of kind of dirtily decks and the decks that seem to have been doing well recently are just like humans decks where it's like I'm gonna play some stuff. If you happen to wrath my board or kill my stuff, I've got an extraction specialist to bring it back. You know, um, so I don't think I've seen enough collected companies around, and I think that that card seems really strong right now. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see like Bant Spirits kind of becoming the deck to play, as opposed to Mono Blue Spirits right now. Uh, that, that maybe I I had talked about that being my call, and I feel like I probably should have just played Bant Spirits, but I don't know. I, I all in all, I think I've been pretty happy with my deck choices. Like I started with Rakdos Midrange, switched to Sacrifice, switched to Mono Green, and. You know, we were we were three for three before this weekend, so we were doing pretty good on conversions. And I, I, I think, like I said, I might be doing that last ride event next weekend. We shall Man, see. It shall depends. See. It's not this coming. Oh well, I guess it's the tenth. Yeah. It's the tenth. Uh, we'll see. Probably no, we'll but see. maybe. Yeah, let me know. You could play Dominar United cards. Ooh, that doesn't change Spicy. anything. I, I might be looking at ordering Sulfur Springs. Yeah, I've got one, if you want one. Well, I need the playset. I know, but I'm just saying, if you need a, yeah. if you need the expedited ones, I can get you a yeah. cheap one. All right, cool. appreciate it. Uh, anyway, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think <sighs> we're still in Carnwatch, right? Like, we're all we're all still in agreement on Karn that. Carnwatch, yep. Carnwatch is just... I got to press the button last week. You did. I gave you the long button press, too. Yeah, good. You deserve the five-minute button. Yeah, exactly. Play the shredder noises. <laughs> Don't play the shredder noises. <laughs> a lot of people I know are now actually listening to this podcast, which is kind of funny. It's, it had been like 20 episodes since I did the last five-minute shredder sound effect, so it was it was prime for the callback. Right, right, right. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I do think that Karn's a problem, but like... I'm worried that if Karn goes, like, does Rakdos become too much of a problem? Like, are we going to be in the same situation where, like, with banning Winota, you kind of also have to ban, like, a couple other things? I don't think it's a problem, but it's just, like, half the the field in every RCQ I go to. The deck is definitely good, but it doesn't feel unbeatable. No. And I don't feel like it has, like, I don't feel like any of its matchups are free. No, I definitely agree with that. Like, you, you definitely, when you play that deck... You are the master of your own fate. Right. You are. But I I do think it is like half the room every RCQ I'm in. See, but I can't ever find that RCQ because I was like, let's beat up on some Rakdos players. And then like, nope, 
<laughs> There's no Rakdos players to be found. I'm sorry, Ricky. Always has been. <laughs> All right. What do you guys thought? Any 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 closing thoughts on the meta before we kind of just deep dive spoilers? I mean, who knows? I, this still, I think, could be one of the – as much as I hate Karn and as much as I do think like sometimes the matches are a little degenerate, this still might be one of the most fun Pioneer matches I've had playing. Right. I will say that I still think that uh, I still think that blue white is like pure copium. Anybody who does well with that deck has like studied under a waterfall for years. Yeah, playing yeah I blue think white Ed cards. did pretty well qualifying for it the first time because obviously Ed is Ed is a master, and there's no uh, there's no denying that. But I don't think he would have done as well at the end of the season as at the beginning of the season, just based on what we were saying with the prevalence of aggro decks, you know. But Ed could chime in after this and say. Screw you! I once faced again, six aggro decks and destroyed them. But I think know. Ed, <clears throat> once again, I think Ed is like an amazing Magic player. So I think like he has been playing control decks for like forever, mm-hmm. and so he has studied. And you know, while we he were studied studying the blade, the blade, is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, okay. He was studying the other blade, uh-huh. and uh, you know, <laughs> the better blade. Like I just feel like with all the threats and like the way your cards need to turn up to like deal with the threats. And, like, how, like, loose you got to get with some turns where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to cast this to fairy plus it and do nothing. Like, you know, yep. it's just like, if you don't draw two Wandering Emperor, it feels, like, pretty hard to win. So, I don't know. It's just, uh, I think that anybody who does it with blue-white is, uh, is like, a god. There you go. What What did you just post? Something what Goldfish is trying to advertise to me. Looks like a typical phone game to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I just love the, ran- I just love the random Goldfish Amoongus. is a legitimate uh, magic website, you know? So. I just like the Amoongus. The Amoongus kind of brings it all together. All right. Ready, uh, ready for Dominari United spoilers? I'm ready. ready. All right, so uh, we can kind of scroll through what we have left over. I do, I did, I did send out the call to the Discord. So let's uh, start with the Discord request, so that we can kind of I love it. go through our own our own wrap up picks here. Let's go, with, go with our day uh, ones. All right, let's see here. First up, from we have cruelty of uh, Discord of requests. Of cruelty of Gix. Uh, cruelty good. I of talk Gix. About this card already. All right, the cruelty of Gix. Three black black re- saga with read ahead. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose a creature or planeswalker card from it. That player discards that card. Chapter 2, search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand. Then shuffle. You lose 3 life. Chapter 3, put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Uh, This is Elspeth Commits Tax Fraud (laughs) 2.0. Yeah? Yeah. Now with improved value of just skipping to the end, you can commit real fraud. And just like go straight to the part where you cash in your deductible, and now skip. we sent all our money to the Caymans. Exactly, like you just if you really want to, you can just reanimate your opponent's big dude that you countered last turn or killed last turn, right? Um, yeah. Or like you can tutor what you need to kill that creature. You know, uh-huh. if you can if you can tutor an instant speed way to kill it, you're allowed to kill the creature in upkeep before the last trigger happens and then steal it. Um, and then also if your opponent has cards in hand, you could do chapter one, if you want to just take one. 
this card just like puts you so up in cards. Yeah, I think that we're going to see the sagas are more expensive. They feel like this set because of Rita Head. Yep. But I think Rita Head is such an interesting mechanic. Yeah, I I'm think... just like it's same price as the Elspeth one. Yeah. This I, I like how they balance these by like the other ones they like kind of built on each other. So like you were really trying to get to that third one. Um, you know, I think you know compare like Elder Dragon War to Fable the Mirror Breaker. Um, and, and in these, it's like three separate abilities. None of them are that strong, but you get to pick which ones you want, you know? Like, none of them are like, okay, five mana to reanimate something. That's a fine rate for Pioneer, actually. You can definitely do it for four mana, but five seems to be kind of where what we have to pay usually. Um, otherwise, it's kind of a convoluted four mana, four mana way to do it, where, like, you're refurbishing Godfrey's gift, essentially. So um, five mana is an on rate. I think the, hey, we can thought seize you if we need to clear the way is, like, cute. Uh, it costs five mana, so I'm not, you know, not 100% sure, but tutoring for our big thing to then discard it and then reanimate it seems pretty decent, right? Like, yeah, five mana, you can go get Waker of Waves, mm-hmm. which is a, a creature, a big one, that uh, you can discard from your hand for two mana Yeah, at instant speed. So, like, if you really want to, five mana lets you go tutor for Waker of Waves, and then on your upkeep, you can discard it and then reanimate it. We can go get... Colossal Sky Turtle. Okay, we could we also can, get no. Colossal we, Sky we can Turtle. we can get the Turts. Pay three mana to channel it to get back any other card from our graveyard if we want to, or two mana to bounce a creature, and then we got a Turts for only five mana. I'm actually in. That card's got like Ward three or something. I don't know what it does, but it's Flying a creature enchantment. That's the only reason I ever bring it up because it's got two Hold types. Hold on, in it. what what percentage of this company are you getting, Ricky? Huh? Twenty percent on this. What percent? I offered him twenty percent for three quarters of a hand sandwich. Oh, three quarters of a hand sandwich for twenty percent? Yeah. Hold on. That means you evaluate your your company of four and a half ham sandwiches. <laughs> I was waiting for the math. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also I have no sales and no patent, so take that for no one. sales hold and on. no patent. Ricky, Ricky, yeah. Ricky, Ricky. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What if I agree to make Fubu? The official clothing upgrade oh, of Crew 3. Oh. <laughs> well, Damon, I like that. But uh, I just, uh, I got to go with Laura. You know, she knows a hero. Uh, and so I think that we got to go with Laura here. So, is it a hero? Is it a hero sandwich? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, uh, I need a hero. My favorite thing in Shark Tank is uh, Mark Cuban uh, aggressively bullying scam artists out of the room. Yes. Like when people like pitch like NFT companies or like the, uh, the, the MLM or the, there's one, it was like an app where it's like, it's like, what if you only have a hundred dollars, but you want to invest in real estate? And it's like, well, there's these projects that need funding and you pay in as much money as you want. And then you own a portion of that building. And it's like, is this, is this like when we all bought part of a Black Lotus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally a scam, except you're buying like part ownership of a building and you will get paid out once that building sells later. If you hold on to your like, it's literally you just you loan money for an un, unknown amount of time for an unknown amount of gain. Diamond yeah. hands, Ricky. Diamond and hands. It's just okay. like it's like. Yeah, just Mark Cuban just, like, attacking the man and just being like, get out of here, you're scamming people, you're scamming grandmas. Wasn't there, like, an episode of Shark Tank where 
someone tried to like have them help them sell a product that they didn't ha- even they licensed, but didn't even have like exclusive licensing for. Should, like they didn't have like exclusive time. distribution. Yeah, there was a person either on that one or on American Inventor that was like invented a game called Scramblers Ten, and it was just Scrabble with numbers. And they were like, "You're gonna get sued into the ground." And the guy was like, "I'm chasing my dreams." And they were like, you should give up on your dreams because your dreams are going to end you in prison. And he was like, my daddy told me to never give up on my dreams and I'm it's never going to give up on my dreams. It's all about That's bullet almost... ball. Yo, bullet ball, though. Bullet ball was on one of those like it was a fake shark tank. Like it wasn't fake, but like it was like one of those like, oh, we're rich and white and have money. We can do shark tank. Yeah. And this guy came in. He's like trying to sell his new like pro sport bullet ball. I remember bullet ball. Oh, yeah. Is it like paintball, but with bullets? No, it's literally you roll, you aggressively roll a ball on a table to somebody else who rolls it back at you. <laughs> Everyone, let's let's all let's all pause and take a minute to watch the bullet ball. Yeah, take, take a minute to watch the bullet ball thing. It, uh, it involves link incredible in the, lines. Link in the description below. Is it just crossfire? Like, it no, it's no. It, with your hands, and then like That's uh, <laughs> it's just like it's like what do you have left and he's just like i sold my house to fund bullet ball it's like what what, what can you go back to and he's just like i have, uh, I have, I have bullet, bullet ball, ball. <laughs> I've, got, I've got the ball i've got a ball and a dream <laughs> <laughs> like please uh, help me mark you <laughs> they, uh, the real funny story is that like there was a legitimate bullet ball leak because it got picked up by like uh the the, ESPN like, ATO ATO show. No, yeah. it's like the Paralympic sports or whatever. Oh, because yeah. Because it is a game that only plays with the backside of your hands, and you can be sitting while you play it. So it it was a very accessible sport, quote-unquote. So eventually he did see a happy ending, but the initial pitch is the funniest thing you'll ever see. It's like funny. It's it's like funny, depressing. Like level of like the uh, the homies guy, the yeah, homies vending machine. Guy. Oh, the homies always have the homies. All right, back to magic cards. Yeah, uh, magic cards dwar- are my homies. We got uh, braids. Arisen oh. nightmare. Braids. Who wants? Yeah, to talk Ricky. About what does it? braids do? What does braids do, Ricky? Uh, braids is three mana for a three three. It might have other abilities, uh, but it says at the beginning of your end step. Uh, you sacrifice a permanent, and then your opponent, if they want to, can sacrifice a permanent that shares a type with the permanent you sacrificed. But they definitely don't have to. And if they don't, you get to draw a card and they lose two life. Um, so like, so Samoa Joe already knows it's like a really bad Corvold. Okay, and like occasionally it's like Corvold, but sometimes it just won't draw you the card. And like it sometimes, like it's just, it's just bad. You ha- you have to sacrifice. They can choose when or when they don't want to sacrifice, and uh, don't play this card. I was super yeah. hyped for a braids. I think that braids one of my favorite cards in like vintage cubes and legacy cubes. But uh, yeah, the fact that your opponent can just decide I don't want to sacrifice a land. I feel like we we've learned by now that like. Most more often than not, the cards let your opponent choose one or the other. They're usually bad. Like the only reason Omnixilis is like good is because you get two planeswalks for the price of one. Right. And it's like double activations, right? Like because well, they can't they also can't choose to let you gain the life. Yeah. Like you always gain the life too. Mm-hmm. 
which is what's like really important in some of those matchups, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, all right, let's see here. Drag to the bottom. This is a Chris card, right? Yeah, I think it's a Chris card. What do you think? Um, drag to the bottom. Cost two colorless, double black. It's a sorcery domain. Each creature gets minus X minus X. Selena turn where X is one plus the number of basic land types you control. Um, I don't know. The white domain card is really, really strong. Leyline binding. This one I am not a fan of. Uh, there are a lot of ways to, you know, you could just languish, right? Like, I think this is, this could potentially be cute in Pioneer, but when we just like have languish, when we just have other cards, this card doesn't, doesn't do a whole lot. I think the big thing with this card is it's double black. Do we have a... Uh... Yeah? Is it languish double black or what? Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like, this versus, like, the other domain cards. Like, Leyline of Binding is only, like, a single white. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in this one, because it's not, like, reducing the casting cost, right? It's just it's just getting it's just getting big damage yeah. out. Um, but, like, I don't know, like, you also have, like, uh, Meat Hook Massacre. So, you know, again, there could be something here where it's like, oh, I'm giving, you know, I'm wiping the board uh, in my control deck, but you could just do that with a, like, Supreme Verdict anyway, right? So in, in Pioneer, I'm not super excited for this card. Could definitely do stuff in Standard. Yeah, I could see that. But I think uh, I think you really right. want to be getting minus three, minus three for this to kind of do anything. You know, and you do get sure. one plus the basic number of lands. Like if you're a two-color deck, you get three anyway. But I really think you want X to be three so that you give make, you know, make this at least a languish. Yeah. Uh, if we scroll up a bit, uh, we also got a request for Urtai's Scorn. One blue blue for an instant. This is our cancel variant of the set. Uh, this spell costs blue less to cast for an opponent casts two more spells this turn. Counter target spell. I really like this card a lot. I think Pioneer, a lot of decks are like turns three and onwards are like easily double casting spells. And so turning your um, cancel into a easier to cast counter spell is very good. The thing is like, I was a little overjoyed with this card because any card that looks like a counterspell and uh-huh. quacks like a counterspell <laughs> isn't counterspell, you know? It, it always, like, I get all excited, right? We go out on a first date, you know? And then it's like, you know what? Uh, little Caesars sounds like a, an acceptable dinner for a first date. And then I'm a little sad, you know? Right. It turns out they were hiding it's... government documents in their resort in Florida the whole time. Yeah, exactly, right? Mm-hmm. But pizza, pizza, Ricky. Uh, dude, I like Little Caesars. Little Caesars has a time and a place, but uh, first dates with a new counterspell magic card is not the time or place. Uh, also, I'm looking for a new therapist. But uh, <laughs> that's aside the point. Um, it's not our tie, that's for sure. Look, I just think Ricky, that it this is pizza is, that is hot and ready. It is hot and it is ready, but not much else. And this card, I feel like you're going to be like, man, just wait. He's going to cast another spell. And then I'm going to get them. My opponents, Shinderud. And then they don't. And then you cry. And it's like, I could have just spent three mana and like either exiled their spell and been like Mystical Dispute Proof with like Void Shatter. Or uh-huh. I could have gained three life with Absorb. Or uh, like I could just be playing, I don't know, like any better version. What's the Sinister Sabotage lets you surveil? Yeah, that yep. one's better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think as much as like your opponents like to play two spells in a turn, like a lot of your premium threats cost like three. And so and, you know, especially if you have like 
a ledger shredder, which also happens to be blue. Your opponents really don't like to be cast in multiple spells in a turn. So That's if you don't thing. have one, then look at you. You got to, uh, you know, maybe you got them because they're casting their two spells. Like you don't have a ledger shredder, but ledger shredder is the first spell they cast. And then, like, they're going to cast an opt afterwards. And it's like, ha, I got your opt. Got your opt, right, yeah. But, like, I want to counter the Ledger Shredder. (laughs) We want to counter the Ledger Shredder, yeah. Honestly, I just want to say it. People should play Reject more. Yeah, we were talking about about Reject. We talked about Reject. People don't play Reject enough. Card's good. It looks stupid. Uh, But it is good. I promise. Just like that goblin in the art. Yeah. He didn't go to college. Yeah, my, my point was to. definitely that Urtai Scorn doesn't doesn't combo with Not your that we don't want to shame people shares. that don't go to college. Right. What was your point right. there, Chris? It got lost. It got lost in the sauce. Uh no, I was telling you that like this is like a non bow with Ledger Shredder on like every everything, right? Like right. if I'm playing blue, I want to be playing Ledger Shredders a lot of the time. And then if I'm playing my if I'm playing my shredders, you know, my opponents don't want to be cast in two spells in a turn. So like this predicates me not having a shredder. And then, you know, maybe I did something, but we'll see. Like, we, we could be wrong, but, you know, like, if you're in a pure control deck, I could see this being good because, um, you know, you, you want to play your worst spell first, right? Like, traditionally speaking, you're like, oh, this is my bait spell, and then I'll play my good spell, but I'm not sure how much that is happening anymore, you know? That and, like, with the prominence of sensor now, if your opponent left up two mana, you're going to play your good spell first because it can't be censored. Right. Right, true. So, yeah. like, you're gonna play against both playing, the mana. Yeah, people are already playing around sensor. So, I mean, there's just like, I just feel like there's so much that doesn't go right here. Uh, this card is just like not on my radar. I got excited when I first saw it. We all did. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a natural reaction, you know. But yeah, false promises. Uh, all right. Next up, Hadi Jin, one blue blue for a star for Jin. Uh, with flying, Hadi Jin's power is equal to the number of instant sorcery cards in your graveyard. Uh, it'll be not exiled, just graveyard. Who requested instant this Instant sorcery spells uh, cast one less the cost. This is a uh, Kevman wanted to know. Kevman knows. Kev- Kevman was uh, in the right amount of sauce this time. So I'll let somebody be excited first, and then I can be the Jerry Thompson that ruins everything. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. I thank you. <laughs> thank you for thank you for clearing the floor. <laughs> uh, I love this card, and obviously, this card does not play the sickest with ye oldie treasure cruise. But you know, it may not necessarily have to, right? Like, we could live in a world where uh, you know this reducing our instant of sorcery spells by one. Uh, we're just going to play a bunch of like double strike cards, right? Like we're gonna play a bunch of twin flames and potentially a bunch of uh, 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 teamer battle rages, and that's gonna let us play instead of delve spells. We're gonna play a uh, 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 bedlam reveler, right? Because bedlam reveler sees no play because we're delving our spells away, right? That's that's just the biggest non bow. But especially once those delve spells get banned, which you know is gonna happen at some point, never gonna you know, happen. Hottie Jin is right there being hottie. He's there, a hottie. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't have my glasses on, uh, but the hottiness is there, right? It's hot, whatever it is. And I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. I'm going to be giving this thing double strike. It's going to be flying and murdering my opponents. So, in a mono blue aggro deck, you want more creatures than spells. 
So this card doesn't get very big, and you'd be better off playing Tempest Chin. And in a blue-red Spells Matters deck, this doesn't play well with Treasure Cruise or Temporal Trespass like Crackling Drake does. And also, you don't play a lot of spells that cost two. You play a lot of one-mana spells, so the reduction doesn't matter either. This card is bad and will be in bulk bins soon. Yeah, but like, Crackling Drake is so brutish, and have you seen what Tempest Jin is wearing? <laughs> it's so last season, Ricky. Sure. You can be as haughty as you want about this, right? Uh, but, you know, I like to win games sometimes. Not last weekend. So, Not me. Sometimes. Not me. Sometimes. I'm losing games anyway, so I've got nothing left. I might as well just play my three mana. I might as well just play my three mana Drakes, the other blue red one that doesn't care about when I'm in the exile. It's just a star four fly dragon also. Oh, that guy's cool. Enigma Drake, because he, yeah. he can count from exile. That's why that card's good. Because when your opponent is playing, you know, limousines, or not limousines, but hearses. Hearses. And all the other the bad cards. Yeah. No, we spell pierce that hearse, okay? I don't have to live in that world. Ghost Ride the Whip? That's right. That's my opinion on Hottie Jin. What do you think, Ruckman? I, you know, I, I don't think it's very great. I, I'm out. I'm out. You guys are. I, you I guys are in the alley tonight. Oh, you can. Oh, I think you're in the alley. No, no, I've got the keys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I picked him up off Ruckman while he was uh, stuck on the time loop at Chili's. Can we so talk about I've some... got the keys. Y'all are y'all in the alley tonight. Here? Uh, so we got a whole cycle. We, we got requested for a whole cycle. Okay. Uh, the defiler cycle. And then I figure after the defiler cycle, we can kind of weigh in on now we have all the Lords. So we touched on defiler faith and defiler of dreams uh, a little bit last week. Uh, defiler of faith being the white one, three white, white, uh, five, five vigilance, Frexian human. Um, and of course it has the, the defiler thing where, uh, when you cast a white's permanent, you can, uh, count one of its pips as Frexy mana instead. So you can pay two life instead of uh, one white. And this one is whenever you cast a white permanent spell, you create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. And like, this guy just feels like it comes down too late, right? Uh, Adelaine does everything this card does, but better. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Uh, Chris, what were your thoughts on this guy? On the white one? Yeah. I'm out. It's sleeping in the yeah. alley tonight with you guys. True. Um, we talked about the blue one, though, which I remember us being liking a lot. It's three blue, blue for a four, three flying Frexian Sphinx. Uh, again, the same Frexian mana clause. And then whenever you cast a blue permanent spell, draw a card. Yeah, I, I like drawing cards. I like this card, but I don't think it's very good. There's like some weird fires deck that this might be good in, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. Yeah, All right. I think five mana is a lot. I, I definitely think that like that you can get some chances to replace it is, is interesting. I don't think any of these cards are are that insane. I think the four mana ones are actually really you know somewhat close because you could just you know hey you're, you I have think to play the four green four. one is insane. Um, What's yeah, that? Uh, the green one's really good. I think the green one's skip, by far the best. Can we skip one. to the green one. No, no, we talked about uh, the green one last week. Yeah. Oh well, Ricky was in here last week. Well, I hear I'm, you. I'm, I'm just, just gonna I'm let just you know. I'm just we can talk about the black and the red ones. I don't think. Any of them are good, but the green one is that's I'm spoiling it. Yeah, but the red one lets you like really go off with Green Ignis combo. Finally, yo, I can already go off with Green Ignis combo, and I can't find Defiler with uh, Company. And there is an article coming about the Green Ignis deck. I've built it; it's hilarious, very fun. 
what you didn't realize, Ricky, and why I'm activating my trap card on this, is that Defiler of Flesh is a horror, and so it doesn't get bounced back to my hand with Thing in the Ice. You're correct. So, I didn't checkmate atheists. What I think is funny is, like, Defiler of Flesh is like, yeah, I'll give something plus one, plus one in menace until end of turn. Yeah. Meanwhile, the green one's like, yeah, all your boys? Give well, them counters. Yeah. <laughs> Defiler of Flesh is definitely the bullet ball of the of the shark tank <laughs> the shark tank defiler universe you know like uh it it definitely you know it definitely is is the little brother of the cool stuff but yeah i, I still think i still think four mana it's got manache it gives manache and plus one plus one it's 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 definitely ridiculous when you're like the green one gives all my stuff plus one plus one as a counter forever yeah forever is is pretty funny looking next to the i get plus one plus one in mana until the end of the turn but you know you could you could argue that the the black life pay also defiler of flesh is strangling uh, is strangling a pegasus and uh, you know what we don't like the anti horse propaganda that's true right. that's true the anti horse propaganda has to stop uh, but let's talk about the lords real quick uh, we got a couple more fan requests but we're talking cycle so I figured let's talk about the lord cycle real quick uh, now that we have the red black and officially spoiled green one uh, the white one. Is pretty poop. This is the poopy like, one for sure. It, it like the fact that it is soldiers, not humans. Like it's already a bad. Card. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not a human itself. Yeah, it's it's not great. I'm sure it'll be fine in standard, but in pioneer, I only care about one white creature subtype, and that's humans and not soldiers. Um, the blue. I think one, if it was though, angels, it'd be cool. But I hear you. Yeah, the um. The Merfolk one in blue, also, the fact that these are, like, one in a single color, except for the green one, is pretty telling, in my opinion. Um, the blue one, one in a blue, for a 1-1 one, one flash of the Merfolk, you control your plus one, plus one, and it turns all your Merfolk into curse catchers, uh, but better curse catchers, because they're any non-creature spell, right? This card's insane, but we're missing another lord. This is the only lord that is only blue. Yeah, otherwise you have to splash green. And we can splash green, but, like, I don't want to. Yeah. So, like, I just think this is a modern card, but it's really sweet. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you want to talk about the black one? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the black one is, you know, Shadow Rite Priest. Uh, one colorless, one black. Other clerics you control get plus one, plus one. It's a 2-2. Two, two. And we can pay five and sacrifice another cleric to search library for a black creature card, put it onto the battlefield, and then shuffle. Um, you know, clerics are good. I've talked a lot about cleric decks. I think that it's a little bit tough because, you know, you're competing with, with humans, but I, I do think that the black, white clerics deck is a little bit more resilient to removal because a lot of those cards do things from the graveyard, right? I think chaplain of alms is a cleric. It's a card that I've liked. It's got disturb. So, you know, obviously a lot of people are exiling your graveyard, but I think that clerics has an argument. One, it's a little more budget than humans. And not that humans is that expensive anyway. Uh, and two, you know, again, a lot of those cards come back from the yard. Like Aura, whatever the black-white four-mana one is, it gets you creatures back. There's a lot more sacking. There's potential for aristocrat shenanigans. So, you know, and here now, right, we can just play some random big big creature and just go get it, you know? I think it's the big thing is that, like, like I missed the first time I heard so you corrected me, is that it does to any black creature. The creature you tutor up doesn't have to be a cleric. Right, right. It could just right. be some strong, generically powerful with creatures card in in whatever whatever way you want to do that, and 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 you get it. So I think it's a little bit of a dream. Five mana plus second a cleric, 
but you know they can't they can't like kill your guy right you know activating it's part of the cost so you know theoretically if you untap i mean they would just kill your guy anyway but there's there's not a great way to interact if you just get to like activate the ability you know yeah it's like but why is my man's head so big i know he's so smart he's 20 million iq playing clerics over here gonna go it's got plus one plus his, one uh, and menace until the end of turn that's why so randomly the plus this one plus like, win all went to the face this tutor's like your core vault yeah it can tutor up like niv mizzet yeah i think core vault's definitely the interesting one right are, these are very dubious plays but they are plays nonetheless uh yep. it can tutor up villas broker of blood it can tutor up uh valky and become a tibble <laughs> I don't think it can actually. You don't <laughs> no, cast. you don't. You don't cast it. It'll right. just put yeah, out a Valky yeah, in the play. Yeah, still, you still. can still go get a Valky, <laughs> which is not the play, but you know, um, you can go and get uh, the Razakath is like the biggest yeah. creature you can get in Pioneer, right? Or like the biggest yeah. mana cost you could get. Um, there's not a lot of other like what other good black demons are there or black cards? Uh, the, like what, whatever the y'all. dragon is, huh? I was gonna say whatever the whatever the dragon is from Ixalan. Oh, um That guy's not Silumgar? good coming to play. Oh, is Dragon it Lord Silumgar? No, I was thinking like there's like gotta be like a Zatalpa esque card. Like the, Dragon the Lord Elder Silumgar Dinosaur is the something. guy that the black elder dinosaur is like show it from your hand to put doom counters on things and then when you play it it oh, eats everything with counter. a doom counter. Gotcha. It's not that. Alright, let's move on. Let's move on. There's so many more exciting cards. Alright. Uh Elf Lord, though. I'm hyper Elf Lord. I'm going to tell I'm you right now. Lord. Yeah. Goblin Lord is better than Elf Lord by no. a mile, no. but not in Pioneer. In Pioneer, the Elf Lord is better, but the Goblin Lord is the Goblin be Lord It's a better is card. It's insane in older pound formats, for, pound, for in sure. In older formats. Like, I still think I, you're I wrong. Agree with, I agree with Ricky on that. I, I still mm. think you guys are wrong. I, I think like, that drawing cards is pretty good. Um, it's, it's cool that, like, whenever one dies, you get to exile the top card of your card and if it's a goblin, you can play it. Uh, my elves all replace themselves for a green. So, like, you still have to cast your goblin, right? You have Same to thing pay here. An I have extra to cast green. my elves. But the thing is, I'm going to get more goblins as I'm getting mana because Skirk Prospector is a card. And because sure. of cards like Prosperous or Conspicuous Snoop, I know when the top card of my deck is a goblin. True, true. I mean, this plays well, not just with like a bunch of other random cards, right? That like you're, you're pigeonholed into playing. This plays well with one mana elf spells that ramp you and it's just good anyway. So like I will take my always good elf guy versus the like I can play the top card of my card, top card of my deck, you know? Well, here's the, the thing. The big downside with visionary though it is exiles it, it does regardless. It, it, like you always will exile the top card of your deck and then you can cast it if it's a goblin. But, like, when three goblins die, there's a good chance that you're going to have another goblin on the top. Sure, there is a good chance. Like, Mog War Marshal is one goblin that gets three goblins into play and nets me three mana off a script prospector. Like, True. I, I still think the elf is better, like, by a decent margin. The I will say there is a downside to the elf in that it is only when you cast an elf, it doesn't do you anything off of Coco. Very true. Very true. Uh, again, I will still I will still take my accelerants into um, just drawing a bunch of cards off my elves 
than well, dying. Chris, then... you don't have to. You don't have to sell me the elf one. I'm already like ordering a playset of the elf one because <laughs> I'm going to be. I need you to order them one. in foil, Ruckman. I think the elf yeah, one I is will. the second best one. I'm just telling you, the goblin one is a better card. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think the goblin one is the second best one. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's even close between that one and the merfolk, and I think the green one is by far the best. So okay. We can all agree the white one is the poopy. Yeah, one, we right? can all agree the white one's the bad one. The white one's the bullet ball of the Lord oh cycle. <laughs> I love how much Chris is embracing bullet ball, having just learned. Yeah, about just it. learned about bullet ball. Uh, jokes on you guys! I bought half of bullet ball. You know, <laughs> he's rich. That's right. It only cost me twenty ham sandwiches. All right. What's the next? Uh... Uh, we got asked about Sarah Paragon. All right. This is a this is a card. <laughs> Sarah Paragon, two white, white for a three, four with flying. Once during each of your turns, you may play a land from your graveyard or cast a permanent spell with mana value three or less for your graveyard. If you do it, gains with this permanent is put into a graveyard from battlefield, exile it, and you gain two life. This card is absurd. I'm not kidding. This card, insane. Uh, Pioneer good though? Yeah, it, and it lets the card die. Uh, it doesn't, though. It says when this card is put into a graveyard, not if. Okay, So right. you'll get a dies trigger. Okay, yeah. It will get exiled afterwards. Um, but you can put the ability on the stack. I think, so I think if you cast Cauldron Familiar off of this, right? And yeah. then sack the cat to the oven, you can put the Paragon trigger on the stack with it in the graveyard, right? Uh-huh. And then sack the queen and get it back. Yeah. It still yeah. exiles the rain. No, no. Why not? Because it's a trigger when that card goes to the graveyard, not when it dies. Right. It's this. Does that ability not still resolve? What, what? I'm trying to figure out what stops the thing from resolving. I don't know that the thing cares if it's still in your graveyard or not. It just said when this permanent is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, exile, and you gain Hold two life. On. Is the FAQ out yet? <laughs> yeah, it's the one that leaked all the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. but that got taken down. Oh, still screenshots. Uh, hold on, Re- release notes. Um, I can I can talk about the next card while you find this. Yeah, go for it. What's the next card on the list? Uh, Terra Sunder. Uh, this card's very. I like this card a lot. It's not fantastic. Where's Terra Sunder? What, what color is it? Sorry, it's green. It's green. Green. Okay, I'm looking. There are no notes for Sarah Paragon. Excellent. Well. Don't worry. Ask your local judge at a PTQ and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, fifty-fifty. I, I still, I don't think that the spell, I don't think that the ability would stop. Right, like the ability goes on the stack. I don't think the ability mentions where it is. So I think it, I think it still gets exiled. So yeah, I think, I think that's right. Terra Sunder is green colorless for an instant, uh, with kicker of black colorless. Um, it says uh, exile target artifact or enchantment. If the spell is kicked, you may exile target non-land permanent instead. I think this card's pretty interesting. I hate it, and you shouldn't play it because it's going to be good against all of my decks. Uh, but but I mean, this card seems main deckable if you want it to be right. Like it depends on how popular like fires gets. Right, it gets an artifact or an enchantment, so this is good against fires, which isn't around much. But hey, it's good against Parhelion. What else is it good against? The big thing uh, here Karn is stuff it, is it can exile creatures in green at instant speed, which is kind of nice. But the real thing I see about this is that, uh, like, 
Two mana to destroy an artifact or enchantment is already main deckable in every single green deck. It does exile. So. Beseju. Yeah. So, like, this card has to compete against Beseju. Oh, sure. I that's mean, my well, real Porky problem. Porky Dose, though. Like, I, I don't uh, know. I think, like, like how many? No, no, because how many Besejus are you playing? Two. Yeah, Sometimes two is a three. max. And it's like, nah, I, th- I think three is, like, a pretty big punt. Like, that, that card's real awkward when you're, like, drawing. It's legendary. Like, I've right. watched a lot of players legend rule their own Besejus, not realizing that, like, oh, you can't play them both. Like, you're going to have to cast one and do the other. I think this solves that problem a little bit. We're like, we're down to one Besaju, maybe two if we're greedy. Uh, It also helps our pocketbook. And then like, you could play this card if you really want to. But I mean, I think this card's main deckable because it it gets like two mana main deck hate. And then it all, you know, it gets a fable to mirror breaker. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and then, you know, Hey, you kick it for black, you get anything. Um, Also this card's flavor text mentions the spirit mongers, which I actually thought like spirit monger was going to show up in this set. That would have been a hype reprint. It would have been a hype reprint. Like, it wouldn't have done much, right? Because we've, like, evolved past where Spiritmonger is a good card. Yeah. But, like, it would have been hype. I'm also upset we didn't get a Yargle. We only got the Urg, Spawn of Turg. Yep. Best name in the set for a card? What? Urg, Spawn of Turg. Oh, okay. Because it's a throwback to a stupid joke. The Spawn of Turg. Yeah. Uh, last, uh, oh, sorry, we got a couple more. Uh, same question, request, uh, Cult Conscript, single black for a 2-1 Skeleton Warrior. Cult Conscript, there's the battlefield tapped. One in a black return, Cult Conscript from your graveyard to the battlefield activate only if a non-skeleton creature died under your control this turn. Anti-tribal. Yeah, like, we just already have a bunch of these black one drops that just get bought back. And this one doesn't play with gutter bones. <laughs> Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Uh, I mean, like, you know, action two shields Jackson, you can, like, I just I just don't like this as much because you don't really get to control your ability to bring it back. Like, Dreadwander, you just got to play out your hand. Action two shields Jackson, you just got to attack. This one, like, requires your dude to, like, a guy to leave the board. This one can block, but it enters tapped. I just don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You can- promise, again, we already have, like, three of these types of cards in the format right. and you're only already playing two of them right yeah it's it's a little cute you can get it back on your opponent's turn but you know still still i think even worse than uh the artifact version of this that's two mana evolve evolve sleepers is my black one drop from the set yeah fair 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 what else we got uh, all right Last couple requests, we have cut down single black for an instant destroy target creature with power and toughness five or less Tell me where this card isn't better than either Blood Chief's Thirst or, of course, Fatal Push. Yeah, it's like much worse than that's Fatal the Push. Problem with this card. I could I could see your argument with the Blood Chief's Thirst thing. Um, like it, it kills all of the cards Phoenix plays pretty much, except for an unflipped, uh, you know, except for a flipped thing in the ice, I suppose. But otherwise i would definitely rather be having push but it depends on the deck right like i think red black has a lot more ways to activate revolt we don't have fetch lands like revolt's a little bit trickier to activate than people might think but i feel like this is a little bit tougher at you know you you'd much rather have to try and revolt and actually be able to kill somebody's like old growth troll or their Kalidus, right things like that so you know this this could this could see find a home somewhere do you guys uh i don't know like i saw this play happen not like this last weekend but like earlier this month and it's kind of like a lesser talked about thing people don't tend to realize right mm-hmm. 
But when your Kiki Jiki flips, he turns on your fatal pushes for the turn. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people did not know that because I've I've I did that to somebody and they were like, "You don't have revolt," and it's just like, "Oh, my Kiki Jiki leaves the battlefield and comes Rail, back into yeah. play, right?" And that turns on revolt. Yeah, it's, it's not just, just like, it's not wow. just second because like there's a lot of like bounce stuff that you can do, you know, right? Like uh, I don't know, like randomly bouncing tokens, ninjutsu. Or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, ninja of the deep hours, uh, type stuff. But yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Kamano faces Kakuzan, right? If you're in that, if you're in that right. area, so. Yeah, I just think like this card just like. It's I think those real are the two, like, close. It's real. If it was six, I think this card's oh, like really good. Yeah, at six, I'm definitely jamming this card. But again, like the real problem is it she's... doesn't kill Kalidus. Yeah, that is the big thing. Or um, graveyard trespasser. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like it, it has a hard. T- it has a hard time essentially killing most of the relevant three drops in the format. Right. It. It just kind of like, it's really close, and it's going to see some play in standard because they don't have push. But like we got push, and push is way better than cut down. Yeah. Like push already kills. Like this could kill a phoenix, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right's coming back. What else we got? Uh, we got a request for. Let me pull him back up real quick. I actually, closed out my tab with him. Baird, our Givian recruiter, who once again is going to be let down by the fact that he cares about soldier and not human tribal. Uh, Baird is a two-two legendary human soldier for red and white. At the beginning of each, at the beginning of your end step, if you control a creature with power greater than its base power, create a one-one white so- soldier token. I still think this is good. I think it's good, but it's just like eh. I just I just have yet to see a real reason to push soldiers over humans. Right. So like, like this is this, not this guy. You could this guy doesn't care about soldiers, right? But I want my tokens. I'm getting to interact with the rest of my humans matter cards. Like this guy will trigger your your like because he's human, right? His tokens yeah. won't. The thing is, like I feel like. I feel like pre Midnight Hunt, this would have been good enough. And like, since we've got like Adelaine, Hopeful Initiate, and Wedding Announcement, right? This guy's just uh-huh. not good enough anymore. But I think this guy was pretty what is, close. What is happening to the guy in the back right of this art? Is he getting like dragged off? Like, what is happening? He's not having a good day. Yeah, something like Bear, turn around. <laughs> nah, he's got to recruit. That guy more didn't. Uh, that guy didn't pay his bill at the Olive Garden. And the manager yeah. came for him. Right. Uh, all right. Last requested card. And I got a couple more to talk about. We'll wrap things up. Uh, last request. Soul of Windgrace. One black, red, green for a legendary creature. Cat Avatar. 5-4. Whenever Soul of Windgrace enters the battlefield or attacks, we put a land card from your graveyard on the battlefield. Tapped under your control for a single black discard of land. You gain three life. One red, discard a land card, draw a card. Two and a black, discard a land card. Soul of Windgrace gains indestructible until end of turn. Untap it. The problem is, you got to keep all these lands in your hand. And I've already discarded them to Fable the Mirror Breaker. Uh, when Life from the Loam gets reprinted into Pioneer, uh, <laughs> like you're going to be the smartest person alive if you owned these cards. But this is a commander-only card. Maybe a sweet modern fun of if that's allowed in block constructed. Um, 
but yeah, this card is not good for Pioneer. Yeah, it's it's pretty... Most decks that want a lot of land want to play a lot of land. They don't want to dump a lot of land. It's like, unless we, li- like, we literally need, like, you need fetch lands and life from the loam to make this card worth playing. Yeah. But really sweet commander. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just kind of missing the, the middle part of that set symbol to be white. Uh, can we trade this for the legendary merfolk? <sighs> Please. All right, the last couple of cards I wanted to talk about. I don't know if you guys have like one or two more cards before we kind of wrap things up here to record our top five picks for the Patreon listeners. Uh, I My last couple picks are Urtai Resurrected, two blue black for a 3-2 with Flash, uh, Legendary Creature, Phyrexian Human Wizard. Uh, when Urtai Resurrected enters the battlefield, choose up to one Counter-target spell activated ability or triggered ability. Its controller draws a card, or you can destroy another target creature or planeswalker. Its controller draws a card. Yeah, I mean this card's huge. Uh, I think we all agree on that, right? Let's just kick that off. And this card's pretty good. I don't care what people I say. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have training wheels, which is like the biggest thing going for it. So, like, if your opponent like points a removal spell at your guy. Uh, instead of, like, if the guy doesn't isn't really worth it, right, or it, better if they, like, attack your Planeswalker, you can just kind of, like, flash in, sack the Planeswalker away for a card, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to save the guy, you can counter the, the, the spell and then let them draw a card. If you're, yeah. like, like, I just feel like this card has so much utility, I don't care that they get to draw a card, and if I have a Narset in play, they're not getting that card. So, like... Right. Yeah. Very true. This card. This card or slices the and strikes dices, again. You know, and it needs to. It's got four arms. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's the slap chop of the of the of the Shark Tank universe. You know. It is not the it's not the bullet ball. It is not the bullet ball. No. It's the it's the bullet uh, blender. Whatever that card is. You know. Oh. No. Yeah, I think I think here right like like Ricky said. You know. You could you can target anything. So like this card's incredibly versatile. So, you know, we're stopping our opponent's big stuff if we need to. Yeah, they draw a card, but we got to counter something uh, and, and got a 3-2 body. You know, it's no Mystic Snake, but like I said, you also get to destroy a creature or a Planeswalker, right? Like, in the versatility is just huge there. And like you said, you can target your own stuff if you really want to cash it in for a card. Uh, I mean, essentially, this lets you, like, sack something for free to draw a card, kind of if you want to, right? It's not a direct sack, but uh, you can't repeat it, so it's not necessarily OP, but... It, it does get that going for you, uh, and it could be an answer. So I think there's definitely a deck that wants this. Again, it might be a little bit too out there as far as, like, not powerful enough. Like, versatility hasn't done a lot for us in Pioneer recently. It's kind of been, like, power gets you where you want to go. So this might not see play, but I do – I am convinced this is a strong card. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, the last card I wanted to bring up okay. real quick is uh, Balmore Battle Mage yep. Cap. I was going to bring this card up next anyway. All right, then do go we'll break it down for yeah, us. Yeah, no, this is huge. I, I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. Balmore is blue red. It is a legendary creature, so we have to keep that that in mind. It is a burb wizard. Okay, uh, wizard being a key creature type there. I feel like, and it's a one three, right? It's a one three flying. So red blue, we get a one three flyer legendary burb wizard. And whenever we cast an instant or sorcery spell, creatures you control get plus one plus zero oh, and trample until the end of the turn. That's all I, I have to say. So huge, huge, <laughs> huge. It's nice. I like it, right? It's got that cool stained glass treatment, right? But 
Ricky, don't. Don't. I just don't. I, 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 You're Ricky, already I, in the alley, Ricky. I am I just, Ricky. I'm just. I Ricky. sometimes I get thirsty and <sighs> I want to reach for an ice cold bottle of Sprite Dragon. Ricky, I'm just. I'm so close to the edge right now, and I just peer over. <laughs> I just peer the, over. It's, it's, <laughs> There's just nothing. The <laughs> I don't think this card's bad. I don't think this card's bad. But man, but you're not going to buy the movie pass. I literally have to sort through every dumb blue red signpost uncommon that cares about casting instant or sorcery spells. Every set release for my multicolored cube, and I'm just saying. This ain't Storm Chaser Mage. It's better than Adel is. Uh, I'm just saying this ain't no Sprite Dragon. It gives trample, Ricky. Who cares when all your creatures fly? You are the tiny toilet of this episode. Oh my god, I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's actually, like, that's a big deal. Like, I think that's the opposite of what you wanted to say. I just, man... I, I wish you guys so much luck, and I hope I die to it a bunch of times for saying it, but, like, I've seen them. I've seen them come, and I've seen them go. Blue-red uncommons that are going to break open the format. Now is the time for Phoenix players everywhere. You Ricky's know, just fill the TDs over here, so you want to be a hero, kid. Yeah, no, like, whoop-de-doo. I, I've been around the block before with blockheads just like Balmore. Each of them a disappointment. Okay, hey, real quick. Um, the, the the what triggered this thought in my head isn't actually correct because obviously uh, Blockhead is Charlie Brown for the Peanuts, but it made me think of Football Head real quick. Which is with, hey Arnold. And, and and Hey Arnold, right? There was a post on Reddit that this is going to blow everyone's mind here. That was like the most pop, like the longest running cartoon shows set in each state. Where would you think that Hey Arnold is set? Chicago. New York. Chicago, like New York, Boston, Philly, right? Yeah. Right. What if I told you Hey Arnold was set in Washington State? I'd tell you you were a liar. It's not a Seattle town. I'm not. It is Nobody's accent says Seattle, Washington to me. Exactly. But Hey Arnold is apparently set in Washington. Isn't it fun? Once you've done and made something like that, you can just go like, yeah, they just poop themselves in a tweet. They just. And that's just true. You know? Yep. It is set in Hillwood, Washington. It's set in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, why not? Why not? It snows there. Uh, Balmore's solid. We're the rest of us out here. We can we can live our dreams. But I think can Balmore's we? good. I think it's going to live right alongside a, a Sprite Dragon if you want. Actually, just kidding, because if a Sprite Dragon's not a wizard, we're, we're building wizards. This is what we're doing, right? Okay. We've sure. got our one-mana wizards. we got a two-mana wizard. We, we've got our wizard spells. This this makes it a wizard. It gives us wizard tribal. So it's, it's going to let us play Lightning Bolt, and I think Lightning Bolt's a good card in this format, so... You know, they, there we go. That's, that's what we're doing. Old cards that haven't seen a reprint in a long time. Shock. Can we talk about Impulse? Yeah, we can talk about Impulse real quick. Chris, did you ever think we'd see Impulse in Standard? I didn't. I did This card is sweet. I'm with you. Um, for, for the Zoomers at home, Ricky, what is Impulse? Blue colorless. Look at the top four cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest onto the bottom of your library in any order. I've cast Anticipate in Modern before. Yep. And this is strictly better. Like I, this I've is... cast a Supreme Will in, in Pioneer before. Right. And that one's got, like, is it three on Supreme Will, or do you get to see four? 
Um, I think it's you get to see four, but the spell costs three, and it also potentially right. counters something. Right. It's one mana too much for Impulse and one mana too much for Mana Leak, but they're both right. on the same card. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Um, Phoenix, or sorry, Lotus is currently playing Shimmer of Possibilities, which is literally just a worse version of this card. Um, like, will this card see play? Like, if I were to bet on a card that would see play in Pioneer, this is the easiest. I think it's easier than Liliana Windmill Slam. Yes, Impulse will see play. Yeah, I think it's better in in the cards like, you know, there are certain combo decks that don't want to put cards to the yard necessarily. Like if you're the pure combo version of creativity, uh, potentially if you are uh, the um, possibility storm deck, right? Things of that nature. Like there's like a lot of decks that play consider, but they're not really interested in like casting a bunch of spells. They just play it to like smooth draws and cantrip mm -hmm. and like they don't play shimmer because it's sorcery and we need to keep up our counter magic, right? Like I've seen control decks, especially blue black control decks that play consider. And like this card is like way hotter. I just think that like impulse is going to make an impact in this format and order your tempest copies and don't look like, uh, you know, I mean the art's really good in this one, but I mean, it's always cooler to play with like the, the original ones, right? Yeah, for sure. So like, Order your Tempest ones now. Order your Tempest foils, you know? There's no Tempest foil. I know. Okay. All right. All right. What is the what is the what is the oldest foil we could get? Uh I think it's in From the Vault 20. It is from the Vault wow. 20. Wow, sick memory, Ricky. Thanks. Alright, I've got a card I gotta get to before we get out it's of here. It's in Battle Bond. Alright. What do you got, Chris? Uh, I don't remember if we talked about this one already, so I apologize if we did, but I feel like I'm seeing it for the first time. Maybe I was just so excited, I fainted, woke up, and then forgot about it, you know? Uh-huh. But uh, this card is Quir- Quirion? Quirion Beastmaster? Quirion? Yeah. Quir- I, I, I don't know how you say I forgot how you say it. Billy uh, Eilish? I feel like I said Quirion. Yeah, Billy Eilish. Uh, Bullet Ball Beast Caller. And uh, the Beast Caller is just a bear. It's a Dryad Warrior. It's got a bear in the background to tribute to its bareness. And it's a colorless and a green for a 2-2. Whenever you cast a creature spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Quirion Beast Caller. When the Beast Caller dies, distribute X plus one, plus one counters among any number of target creatures you control, where X is the number of plus one, plus one counters on Quirion Beast Caller. Uh, hey, anytime uh, I, I see a new card... Can I, can I interrupt Chris's... Please, uh, please is counters wet dream here yeah, real quick uh-huh. to uh we can get a foil version of impulse with the original art there was an fm foil that is sold out on cartina for 80 dollars right now <laughs> <laughs> oh those are gonna be big balling you could save okay, your 80 dollars and instead buy 160 copies of query and beast caller and that would be the steal of the year because this card it's gonna be at least 75 cents it's gonna by be the, the steal of the year because you can you can sell them as if you were selling someone a bridge to Chris. Chris, Chris I got a question right now. I'm ready. You need to be honest with me, buddy. Okay. How hard are your scales right now? Man, they're so hard, dude. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> the hardest they've ever been. They're the hardest oh, you've been. Did you buy the full art hardened scales? No, no. I've had the same hardened scales I've had for Look, almost a decade, and I'm not getting rid of them. <laughs> Yeah. They are, the Chris has had these hardened skills since he's been 12. That's since right. 12. That's right. No, I, I, I unfortunately think I was much too old when that card came out. <laughs> I believe that uh, I am much, much older than that, unfortunately. But I got to yeah. talk these... about one card 
that could not make my top five plus honorable mention, so it won't get mentioned in the, in the Patreon exclusive. But I gotta talk okay. about it. All right, break it down, then we'll we'll round things out here. Yavi Maya Iconoclast. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's I'm, I'm digging deep for this one. Where is green, this? Is this a multicolor? This is no. This is a no, gold. This, this is a green, uh, sorry, card. green uncommon. Green and one for a three-two creature elf with kicker red. And when it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, oh, it gets yeah. a one-one counter and gains haste. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want a three-two on it turn? Does it, get, two? it does not get a one-one counter. It does. No. Oh, it, it, it only gets one, plus, plus, plus one. one. I've been lied to. Yep. Yeah. But okay, so it's okay. This is the same guy who wants you to believe the Goblin Lord is the best one I'm and doesn't saying. like Barima. Let's just let's just well, put that this there. This card now. is still good. Okay, mm-hmm. it's not as good as I initially thought. Hmm. Live, uh, live on stream, you guys mm-hmm. are realizing me yeah. have to. No, yeah. I like this uh-huh. card though. Still, but yeah. I thought it uh-huh. got a counter. Oh, huh? huh. Shut up! <laughs> it's gonna Talk be so cold in that alley tonight, Ricky. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't make the top six of my little thingy. So yeah. now I don't look like an idiot to the patrons. True. I'm sorry. How many, how many people? How many people recognized y'all's voice at your PTQ? <laughs> oh, is that where we're going? Is that where we're going? I had a few opponents. People can recognize your voice all night when you're out in the alley. You'll be out there singing, yeah. singing to the birds, singing to the elves. Yeah, I'll sing to the, the goblins. They they understand. Um, me. But real quick though, how, do we do we know how Horse Guy's feeling about Frexian Warhorse? I haven't checked in. You know what? I checked in on Horse Guy because uh, the Merfolk is writing a hippocampus. Oh my And I was God. like, we're going to convert you to a better tribe. They can all be riding horses. I was like, I will go personally find all the merfolks that are riding horses for you, and we will make you a good modern deck, you know? Uh, Except that card's only playable one. in Commander. The Modern Lord? Or wait, the Merfolk Lord? No, the Merfolk Lord from this set. The one that rides the horse is the Commander-only card. Oh no! But- You're right. I thought it was an alternate yeah. art for the Hexcatcher. I was wrong. Yeah. no. I'm back out in the alley now. All right. All right. Well, you know. We're all out here. All right. All right. Uh, to round things off, real quick, I want to say thank you to our supporters of Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Besides the exclusive that you'll hear by the time you get to, you've already heard by the time you hear this episode, and the swag bags uh, for July and August that are finally in the mail uh, as of today, uh, you can get in your uh, question to have read out on the podcast, and it could sound something like this. This comes in from a mall GG who wants to know, would you take Gruel Dinos through a league on stream? And you know what? I think Gruel Dinos would be a fun deck to take through a league on stream once you get content going, because I don't quite know what my stream schedule is going to be like yet, but later on this month, we are returning to video content for Crew 3, uh, I will for sure be focusing on the progression series uh, with Ricky and myself, and uh, Ricky might be doing some streaming, and I'll see kind of what I can fit in. I'm pretty busy otherwise, though, uh, but you know what? For a mall, if, as with any of our, our patrons that are longtime uh, community members, I think I could run Dinos through a league. Absolutely. For I'll a get mall, back on anything. stream. I've been wanting to stream. Yeah, we'll for sure get that. We'll get that. Uh, so again, Crew 3... Or, Patreon.com slash Crew3MTG. Uh, thank you for all our wonderful prayers out there. Thank you to Amal for the wonderful question. And uh, we got a couple questions left in the mailbag, so uh, be sure to get in more questions, patrons, 
and uh, we can read them out on the show. I do enjoy the Patreon mailbag every week. And, of course, I want to say thank you to our regular listeners who tune in week in, week out. Of course, Patreons help keep the lights on, but just like them, we couldn't be doing the show without your continued support. As we continue to grow those numbers, we are only going to get better and better opportunities for the podcast as we go forward. I just want to say thank you for tuning in and sticking out with us every week and uh, putting up with whatever the heck this show ends up being every week. Uh, and I want to say thank you to Chris and Ricky once again for joining me. Gentlemen, where can they find you on the socials? You can find me on the interwebs, mostly the tweeters, at it's underscore Christmas. And Christmas has no T. And Ricky? You can find me on Twitter at also Steve. I'm posting a bunch of absolute garbage, uh, but I'll be there. <laughs> uh, and uh, I got I to gotta say something, Ruckman, before we end this out here. Yeah, what's up? Now that... Now that all the fake fans are gone, right? The people that like, oh, Patreon pitch and they just get out of here, right? Yeah, yeah. Shill, shill, shill. All right. So like, we're all in agreement. The actual best card in the whole set is the Golden Argussy, baby! Yeah! <laughs> all right. That's all I want to say. All right. Uh, I will... Man, I, do I just have to, for like one of the Patreon mailings, just buy a bunch of Golden Argussies? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And just, and just do that, do that altar? Yeah. Alter, don't don't alter it. <laughs> oh, the name? Yes, you can alter the name. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what are you gonna draw? Uh, everyone except for Mild Pro will be getting one of those alters. <laughs> oh no! All right, that's a great episode. You wanna, yeah, that's a good episode. Right, fan art, fan art. Uh, what's the fan art? Wait, what's the fox? What's the fox one? What's the ship here? It's like Ruckman Chris, right? What? Like from from like the crew three? What's the crew three ship? Like what's the OTP? It's from our all universe? of us. In the, it's all of us in the boy pile, right? Oh, all, oh the boy pile. That's true. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Don't edit this out. Renamon. I think Renamon was the was the thing I'm thinking of. There we go. Thank you. Oh, Renamon. oh yeah, yeah. The Renamon eight tails, right. eight and a half tails. Renamon. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.